of Life podcast. I'm Pastor Wes, and tonight we're going to be talking about the Eternals movie. I just saw it a few days ago. We're talking about some symbolism in the Eternals movie and how it reflects things in society. Um, I was I'm just reading about C.S. Lewis's essay, Stories, that's in the uh, book of essays called Of Other Worlds. I think he's talking about how we don't really have a theory of story and uh, there were three main theories of story that we get from Aristotle and his poetics and from Boccaccio, Boccaccio, I'm not sure how to say that, in uh, the medieval period and then Carl Jung's, um, his archetype type of stories. Uh, But generally we don't have uh, a whole total theory of stories and stories are really important to me. Um, you can have great characters, but if you don't have a great story, it really doesn't matter. The story is is the everything. It is the arena in which everything has to happen. And the thing about Christianity is that we have the greatest story that's ever been told. And yet, we keep losing young people to things within the world. And stories are important because narratives are the way that we give meaning to the things that are happening on the real world. There's a sort of a narrative world, and then there's a real world. And that's really important because stories are the way that we spiritually form ourselves as societies and cultures. That's how you form your children. And the stories um, are inextricably linked to the value systems that you have within your culture. And so the stories of the Bible were paramount to the nation of Israel. If you didn't tell the stories, you couldn't know the commandments. You didn't know the commandments. You were sinning against God. You sinned against God. He would judge you and, and take you out. So stories are really, really vital in all of culture and uh, all of society and for people's spiritual formation. And as Christians today, we're losing young people. We're losing young minds. And, of course, there's also a sort of a meeting crisis going on at the same time. So I watched The Eternals the other day, and uh, it made me think, about a couple of things that were happening in it. Uh, one is that they were made, even though they didn't find out they were made until later, but there are these group, that's the Eternals, they were made by this celestial god called Ashram. And during the movie, uh, they find out that Ashram really had them there to make sure that the population of humanity grew to a certain point because there was a celestial at the center of the earth that had to emerge from it, and it feeds off of the intellectual life of humans and life on the planet. So uh, with seven days to go until this emergence, when all life would be destroyed on earth, but the energy from the celestial would create new life, the Eternals decide that they don't want to do the mission anymore. Even though one of them, Ajak, who's Salma Hayek, um, had been doing it for millions and millions of years, she decides, no, I don't want to do this. Ashram's plan is flawed. Um, so they decide to buck against the natural order, which is creation, death, renewal. So there's creation of the planet, there's the death of the planet, and the coming forth of the um, celestial, and then new planets, then new universes, solar systems, etc., get get made from that they decide this is bad and they decide it's bad because they like humans they decided that after they've been here thousands thousands of years that they like humans so they don't want that to happen 
Now, there is some strife within the group. One of them says he doesn't want to stop it. He wants to let the world be destroyed. and But he says he's not going to fight anybody. He won't kill anybody over it. The other guy who was supposed to be the leader decides, no, I'm going to I'm going to kill you if you stop this thing. And his name was Icarus. And the Eternal that was made in the body of a child for some unknown reason uh, named Sprite, she goes with him. So the rest of the Eternals decide to fight these two. And that's the story. They end up killing the Celestial. Of course, they win. Um, Icarus, who was the leader guy who wanted to keep up with the mission, uh, after he lost, he then decides to fly into the sun, killing himself. Uh, this brings up a lot of questions. Though. Do we have the ability to buck against nature? Um, based on our feelings, based on that we just happen to like something. Um, as Ajak, the character, says in the movie, I've been doing this for millions and millions of years, but I like the people on Earth. I, they've shown fight, they've shown they can love, and so on and so forth. As if the other groups of, of beings on other planets didn't show that, and therefore they deserve to die. She was saying they, these deserve to live. Can we actually buck nature? Um, that is a question that should have been asked. They did this over in the film. It was supposed to be a seven-day period. They just decide, no, I don't like the natural order, so we're going to fight against it. Now, after this, the main uh, leader woman who kills the Celestial, Cersei, has power from the Celestial that he would use to create the rest of the universe. But he's dead now, of course. This was sort of brought together in her body through some crazy thing called a unimine. And she asked Sprite, do you want to become a human? And Sprite did want to become a human because she wanted to grow old because she was in a child's body. And Cersei says, if you become a human, you'll get old and you'll die. And without any thought, Sprite says yes. This also brings up my second question. Is all there is to life here and now? Uh, why are we longing for death? Uh, she believed that she was quite envious of the other Eternals because they had adult bodies. She believed that the essence of humanity was experiencing things, that experiencing things was the fulfillment of life, and it didn't matter if she was going to die. These are the types of values that our culture is now um, putting out. The, the, we're people that's impressing on people's minds the idea that we can buck nature all there is is this life there's no death afterwards and so get in what you can at this moment in time now this is very very different from the biblical idea um, death is actually seen as a good thing nothing can bring forth fruit unless it dies the seed can't bring forth fruit unless it dies um, and the idea that there is a beyond. There's something beyond um, this life. There's not just this life, that this life actually serves uh, as a means in which we are transformed to be able to enter into the next life. That's why we have to get saved in the here and now. This is the day of salvation. Um, and if not, you go to hell. So there is still this eternal judgment that awaits, and there's still this beyond. But these films are constantly putting these ideas into our heads, impressing them on the minds of people, using a lot of money to do it, all their resources, really, 
but are these the values that we want to give to the rest of our society? Is this how we want uh, people to live? Is this how we want people to think? That should be a really big question that people ask. Um, if you compare that to, say, a film like the original Star Wars trilogy, I won't go into the sequel trilogy, but the original Star Wars trilogy, um, Luke is also trying to save the universe, so to speak, although it's a different universe, and he's trying to save this universe, but he's being guided by something greater than himself. He is not basing things merely on his own feelings, um, and there are larger forces at play. Good and evil are actual things. The world is vertical, right? So there's a force that's above, and then there's people who embody um, what the will of the force is, and people who embody the misuse of that force, which are the dark side. And so even in The Return of the Jedi, when they're fighting, um, Luke winning was not the point. If Luke would have killed Vader, he actually would have lost. Uh, the point was is that the dark side was tempting him. The light side was actually more powerful, not because it could do all the different force tricks, but because it had the ability uh, to impose its will upon the one who was embodying it. So Luke was a servant of the force, whereas Vader was someone who was using the force for his own will. And so there was this greater issue at hand. It was between light and dark, good and evil. Whereas the issue with the Eternals or any of the movies today, particularly the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, um, everything has been flattened out. Everything is horizontal. It's good and evil is based on how we feel within the particular time and context we're in. And however we feel, that then will dictate what is the right or wrong move to make. And that's simply not something that as a Christian we can accept. And we have lost that uh, as Christians. We're losing young minds because we've lost the enchantment of story. Um, if we don't have stories, then what we're ultimately doing is giving people platitudes. We're just telling people what to do. Don't do this. This is wrong. Don't do that. Uh, this is bad. The problem with that is, is that there's no context for it. We just sound like we're trying to be God ourselves. Um, and we sound like we're being judgmental or legalistic, etc. We have to be able to express the uh, the morality that is evident in the in the scriptures according to the actual story that we're given in the Bible. That there is a meaning to the fact that we have uh, evil in this world. That there is meaning to suffering. Uh, one of the things is. is what we find in this decadent sort of age we're in is that people find suffering itself to be evil. To be the oppressed is something that we have to change. Uh, but we find in Scripture is that Jesus himself, who was the Son of God, was oppressed. He was someone who was beaten down. He was someone who uh, ultimately was killed. But the suffering itself is not something that we would ever want to go away because the suffering is not just suffering for the sake of it or not just suffering because God is teaching us something. It The suffering accomplished something. So it's important that Jesus has his scars uh, as a resurrected person because those scars accomplished our salvation. And it's the same with us. We will see him one day and we will be as he is. Our sufferings and the things we went through are actually accomplishing things. Now, what all those things are, of course, we don't know. We don't have this sort of uh, universal 
perspective that God would have, like Jesus would understand the totality of what the cross and the resurrection meant. We don't know what all of our actions will mean, but they do have cosmic consequences, and they do accomplish things. And that is a story that is extremely hopeful, is for one, it's true, it's necessary, it also maps onto reality. And the more we allow people to write new stories that have new values that don't map onto reality properly, which is what we're seeing today, there are new narratives that are being told that don't map on to the actual world that we live in, we'll find chaos, we'll find cognitive dissonance. And as Christians, we need to be able to tell the stories in an appropriate manner, in a way that reflects who God is and who man is. And uh, this is one of my favorite uh, psalms here for teaching because uh, working with youth and teaching Sunday school and preaching and things like that, I think this is really, really important to read. This is the first um, seven verses of Psalm 78. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide from them, them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. You see there how keeping the works uh, or keeping the commandments are linked to not forgetting the works of God. You have to know the stories. If you don't know the stories, you just have platitudes. And if you just have platitudes, um, particularly kids, they're not going to care. Tell them not to do something, they'll probably more than likely do it. There has to be stories. And there has, there, there, this is an eternal story. The Word of God was established in heaven. So this is God giving us revelation and insight to something that we could not perceive ourselves. And the story of the Bible is the greatest story ever told and that will ever be. So that was my thoughts about the Eternals. Um, you know, go see, you see it yourself. It's, I, don't, I wouldn't consider it a very good movie, but... You know, it's one of those Marvel ones, so people see them. But uh, the world is telling its story. It's, t- it's impressing its values upon the minds of the people. We need to start getting to that. We need to be able to tell our stories so that it can be impressed upon them, so that we can try and establish um, a Christian lifestyle that reflects who Christ is. Uh so that's what I wanted to say about that tonight. I think stories are extremely, extremely important. Obviously, they do form us, and they can't be separated from the commandments. You can't teach one or the other. You can't just have stories and say, look how nice Jesus was in this story. Uh, it goes beyond that because Jesus also judged people. Jesus also uh, was the fulfiller of the law, and we are commanded to be Christ-like. So please teach your kids stories. Please take the Bible out. Read them the stories. Don't just tell them what they should or shouldn't do. Tell them the stories, and maybe we'll start turning things around soon. Hit subscribe button if you liked it, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.